News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, uh, as we were talking about on the show already, today is World Car Free Day. People around the world are being encouraged to make a special effort not to use the car. Uh, but how soon will it be until our towns and cities are completely car free? Is that a realistic uh, goal? Hannah Daly is Professor in Sustainable Energy at the School of Engineering in University College Cork. Hannah, it's a, it's a pity about the weather this morning in terms of people leaving the car at home. But is it a reasonable goal that our towns and cities are, are one day completely car free? Good morning, Shane, and, morning. And, and thanks for having me on. Um, so I, I think um, whether we'll have entirely free uh, car, um, towns and cities free of cars um, at some point is, is, a, is a question, but it's something we should definitely be striving towards. I think we've been kind of so accustomed to cars as part of everyday life, we don't see a lot of their downsides, you know. We spend, drivers spend about 5 billion euros every year on petrol and diesel, 5 billion euros, and road vehicles belch around 10, 11 million tonnes of carbon dioxide every year. So there's many, many disadvantages to building our towns and cities around the need to, you know, own a car. And and also the more cars there are in towns and cities, the less attractive it is for other road users, so for cyclists and for public transport and for people walking. It's like this vicious cycle of, of, of yeah. car dependency, you know. Uh, we also, you know, to, to borrow a line from that old joke, well, I wouldn't be starting from here. With Ireland, we wouldn't be starting from where we're starting if we could start all over again because we have a, a population that is very thinly spread out, often in one-off housing, which lends itself to car use. That's true, and that's a major disadvantage. But there are ways to retrofit towns and cities, kind of like like you'd retrofit an old house for um for kind of heating, saving saving energy. So there's um first of all, I don't think we'll ever have car free countryside. You know, I live in the countryside myself, but I would be entirely willing to take a bus from my local village into the city uh, into work. Or else to do park and ride, um, so to, to drive to the edge of, of the city, you know, charge up my electric car there and then take a bus into the city centre. And that's something that I, I can't I can't choose to do that myself because, you know, the option isn't there for me right now. Um, oh. So it really will take a lot of kind of top-down government leadership, especially yeah. at the local level, to, to achieve that. Are, are there other places that have done it much better than us across Definitely. Europe? Yeah, and we don't have to reinvent the wheel. You know, one of my favourite parts of Twitter is looking at these before and after pictures of when there was a massive highway going through the centre of a city uh, and now it's a big public park or something like that or one of these lovely um, plazas in a European uh, European city. You know, we don't have to look far to, to see countries that have transformed from car dependency um, to, to more you know, environmental and, and sustainable and healthy travel. You know, the Netherlands is a very good example. They have similar weather to us. Okay, it's flatter, but e-bikes can really flatten those hills. Um, and and uh, Paris is another example very recently. What in the have last they number done? Of years. Paris, so so the, the mayor, Anne Hidalgo, made her election sort of commitment around making Paris more friendly to, to bikes. And she's installed 300 kilometres of protected bike lanes since she's been mayor. And she was actually re-elected to office because the measures have been so popular. But that's required taking away around 70% of on-street car spaces. Now, that might be very unattractive at the start. You know, I, I need a car space. But when someone locally realises that they then don't need a car, they don't need the car, uh, the parking space because they can cycle, they can take public transport, it becomes very popular. So while people might be very relu- reluctant at the start, yeah. these, these measures become very, very popular. I just get a sense, and we, we, we'll, I'm sure we'll get texts from uh, from listeners on this, but I, I, I just get a sense we're very wedded to our cars here in Ireland, more so than in other countries. 
Um, I, I I don't know what the the um the comparison with other countries in terms of people's attraction, but it's it's true that we've built our sort of built environment around the need to own a car, and the kind of weaning ourselves off that addiction or that that need will be tricky. You know, it's not going to be easy, but but we can see huge number of advantages. You know, the the, the list goes on. It's not just about cost or emissions. It's about making streets safe for children. It's about you know no noise, which is a big health impact. It's about air pollution. Um, it's it's all these wonderful wonderful advantages okay. and that's what that's the kind of future we need to work towards Hannah Daly professor at the uh, School of Engineering in uh, U- University College uh, Cork uh, thank you so much uh, I should say professor of sustainable energy at the School of Engineering in University College Cork uh, thanks for talking to News Talk Breakfast this morning let us know uh, your plans today any chance of leaving the car at home is it something you're considering unfortunately the weather is not helping in that regard uh, 5 2 on the 6 it costs 30 cent News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.